Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm your first host, Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Matt. And today, we're going to be taking a look at recapping the game that just happened against FIU. Evan, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I have thoughts. You sound really happy. I am very happy right now. (laughs) One by 12, how can you not be? Yeah, I mean, basically, we just watched a pretty good game of football. There were some negatives, sure, but a lot of positives for tech, and really the first time we've seen them put together four quarters offensively and put together both phases of the offense in the the running game and the passing game so and those are just my quick thoughts just an all-around decent effort by everyone involved and uh yeah those are my initial thoughts how about you matt uh yeah i'm not gonna call it a complete game it has a ways to go before it complement the offense and we can actually start stringing together some convincing wins but something that i saw tonight that really really exciting for me was our run game i think we had almost 300 yards on the ground tonight and jamar actually had uh, 63 rushing yards he was pulling that ball back a lot so i just loved our rushing game i thought that we really brought it on the rush and in the trenches tonight yeah and we've been doing these ncaa simulations for each of these games i just have it kind of running and i'm watching it a little bit and ncaa 14 version of jamar loves to run the ball a lot more than the real life <laughs> version of jamar and so it's kind of nice to see reality mirror the video game there for a little bit yeah for yeah. sure I mean, in my pregame posts that I wrote for both Bleed Tech Blue and GTPDD, I really focused on how is Skip going to call the plays? Like, we're not good on the ground, but FIU is not good at fending run. And, you know, we called, looks like 41 passes and 43 rushes. Uh, so that's, <laughs> I mean, 84 plays and 290 passing yards, 275 rushes. So, I mean, what not more bad. could you want? We took what they gave us and they really didn't stop us uh, much at all, other than holding us to field goals, uh, which is something something that we can clean up yeah and you mentioned those two numbers the 41 passing attempts and 43 rushing attempts fiu had the same number of passing attempts at 41 but had 17 fewer rushing attempts because they just had 17 fewer plays and that's with all that garbage time there at the end yeah and for a team that likes to run the ball as much as they do they really just didn't have the opportunities that we had especially because we held on to the ball for so long yeah well that's kind of the name of the game is those drive killers where you can really just milk clock pick up first down actually move the ball which uh i mean i'm gonna confess i I did not watch much of the Bowling Green game last week. I'm not really sure what the stats from that game were like, so I don't know if we built on yeah, did in that game, but it was really, really, really great to see a more balanced attack. I mean, if you take away Jamar's crazy shoe interception or whatever happened, <laughs> uh, if you take that away, I'm not sure we uh, had any other turners, guys. I mean, I didn't see anyone else. Nope, yeah. just and... the crazy shoe interception. <laughs> and you, you mentioned Tech possessed the ball for 36 minutes and 47 seconds. That was kind of a key to the game was just like, like, hey, Henderson's going to pick up seven yards every single time you touch the ball. So, you know, we'll just hold the ball here for five minutes. It's also really interesting, though, because we win this game by 12 points. We're talking about how great the rushing attack was, but we had some real big breaks go our way. There was that fumble at the goal line, even though I'm not as mad as the announcers were at how it was called. Oh, man, Malik Sire yeah. was so sure. He was so sure. <laughs> but even if that's the right call, that's a matter of centimeters or millimeters, not even inches there that separates yeah. seven points points from zero you have the missed field goal from their kicker and then especially if you take off that onside kick return at the end of the game there which counts for the score and for betting and everything so i'm sure people in vegas are really upset right now but this game is really close and especially against a team that has been kind of down in the dumps lately this could have easily gone a different direction fiu mm-hmm. averaged at one point i think this was before their last drive they were averaging 7.8 yards per play <laughs> and they and they still <laughs> lost 
Yeah. I don't know what that says about their team or our. I don't know if that just speaks to uh, what we've seen all year, which is a very a defense that gives up the big play quite often and uh, gives up too many yards on the ground or through the air, whatever they want to do. So I don't know. What do you guys think? What does that say? I looked it up a little bit. Kind of curious. One of the stats that you kind of use for, I know S&P Plus uses a lot, is 40-yard uh, plays. And it felt like we allowed several, right? Like, if you had to take a number, how many do you think Tech allowed this game? Uh, four or five, probably. I was, yeah, was going to say three or four. They allowed two. Oh. So a 43-yard pass with 9-11 left in the first quarter, and then a 45-yard pass the third play of the second half. There were some 30- and 20-yard passes and runs and stuff like that in there, too. But they weren't giving up the giant chunk plays that it felt like they were giving up. And I was actually kind of surprised by that looking back on it. Eh, yeah, I'll add on another another key to this game. Uh, Matt, you mentioned building off the Bowling Green game. Game. Probably the worst area for Tech in the Bowling Green game offensively was third down conversions. And I don't have that number right on me, but I think it was like four of 12 or something like that. And in this game, we went 10 for 17 on third down. So, I mean, that's that's pretty, a much that's a that's great. a huge improvement. Yeah. And held FIU, by the way, two two for 10. So that's you'll excellent. take that every single. Week. Yeah. You also allow two for three on fourth down. But I mean, well, you know, yeah, you can't win them all. <laughs> I wasn't going to keep reading the box score, man. Come on. Well, something else. Uh, a lot of penalties and a lot of penalties not called. There was a lot of holding early on that I guess the refs are just completely uh, missing on FIU. I think they only called one holding the entire game, and it was when they pretty much tackled Milton Williams and dragged <laughs> themselves behind him. And he still got the sack. So they, yeah. they only called a holding when it literally didn't matter at all because declined the call. And you said, Matt, that you didn't watch the Bowling Green game. In that game, Tech was penalized eight times times for 85 total yards this game it was actually down to five times for 38 yards so yeah i guess that's enough general game talk so this seems pretty obvious but matt did tech go and or also die yeah i mean they went they did not die that's evident by the fact that they uh won the game but i gotta tell you guys i feel like the team has made you know small steps towards getting better and better and better and if that trend continues especially now when we're getting into the heart of cusa play when games are at their utmost importance if we can make these small improvements that we've been making over the past few games and continue it on, especially when we're starting at the heart of the CUSA schedule, I think we have a pretty good shot of, you know, to play in that CUSA championship game. I mean, I know Marshall's going to have a strong year. I know Southern Miss is going to be competing. God forbid UAB is good. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the game we all have marked on our calendars, but it's small progress like that makes me think that Tech will not only continue to go, but will also die. Yeah. Evan, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything Matt just said. I mean, finding a way to win games like this is just really encouraging because the defense had problems uh, that were uncharacteristic, frankly. I mean, Amik Robertson got picked on in a game. Ooh. That's weird. That hasn't happened, like, ever, even when we play Power 5 opponent. And, you know, when that happens, sometimes that can demoralize a team and they can get in their own head, and it didn't. Tech found a way to win, and I think Matt's right. It does bode well, even though FIU's having a down year, so maybe we should be a little bit more negative about only beating them by 12 or whatever, but but I think just finding a way to win in conference play, you know, at home on a Friday night is is a good sign. Yeah, and Tech went. They didn't die. But one of the things, like, we've talked about how the team seems to be getting better. Like, each week there seems to be progress and kind of like a two-step forward, one-step back kind of thing. Like, the running game was much improved, but the defense kind of took a step back. One thing I'm worried about not improving at all is kickoffs. Uh, we had one of those covered up pretty well around the 10 or 15-yard line, but the ball is only reaching, at best, the 2 or 3-yard line from Bailey Hale kicking off. And mm -hmm. sometimes we're able to get them down before the 25. But even then, our coverage is getting 
giving up these big plays, letting them get to the 40 or 45. And that's setting our defense up to not play their best football because starting to have their backs to the wall there. Yeah, so Austin Maloney, their main kick returner, had four kick returns for 93 yards. So that's an average of 23. He had a long of 30, but you're right. If he was fielding those in the end zone, you'll take that. Yeah, But he's fielding them on the 10 half the time. Yeah, that's something that can definitely be improved. And it's something we've seen for the last couple seasons, really. It's just like, man, where do other teams find these kids who can kick into the end zone? I uh, would love to look at who our special coordinator is. I mean, it can't place all the blame on him, but this has kind of been a trope against teams uh, at Tech for the last several years. I feel like ever got here, we have never collectively said, wow, we have a great kickoff unit here, or we have a great return unit this year. I mean, and I'm not knocking our punter or anything, but FIU's punter average, like I haven't pulled up here, 50 yard average on three yeah. punts, which I mean, it's just, he was able to really put us in some difficult positions there. I mean, at one point, I think one went down inside the five, and Tech still strung together a great drive, but it would be great if we had something like that on our side. Yeah, that was the drive where you said in the chat that it was the best drive you've seen Tech do all year so the one that started at the five so it was a lot of fun to watch yeah yeah and then even the other side smoke harris looks great returning kicks phrase okary had those two i guess boneheaded is what you would call mistakes there were just things they've got to get ironed out but when you couple that with bad punting and bad kickoff coverage on your own team you kind of have a special teams there that leaves you asking a lot of questions but that yes, leads so me good. into i'll go ahead and go first for our players of the game because that leads me into the one i want to go ahead and call dibs on and that's bailey hale i hate oh. you <laughs> Bailey Hale going five for five from field goal range with a long of 45 and also four for four in extra points. 19 total points scored in this game. That's just insane. Yeah, I mean, he was excellent. Yep. lights out. And we talked earlier about improving every game. I mean, since the first game, Bailey Hale has been incredible. Yep. I'm not sure he missed since the I, first game. Has he missed? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I mean, he's been lights out. Yeah, he was five for five on PATs last week against Grambling. He was two yeah. for two and two for yes. two on field goals. Yeah, so his only PATs, misses so. are at Texas. Yeah down in Austin yep. so I mean yeah I hate you Nathan for taking because I thought he was great <laughs> I think it's obvious that the other uh, big player of the game today was uh, Henderson on the ground with 15 carries for 141 yards and three touchdown <laughs> night I think it goes without saying that he was a force to be reckoned with on the football field tonight while tech and he didn't fumble and that's the big key right there is you know no turnovers not spilling the ball on the carpet I mean he was hurtling over guys there was a helmet to helmet hit call towards the end that was pretty nasty that FIU laid on him when he attempted to hurdle over someone, but he had a great game, um, so that's my pick right there is Henderson. Evan, you got one now? Yeah, just to add on, on on Henderson, I believe all of those, I'm not sure about carries, but the yards and touchdowns were definitely his career high. He and Bailey Hale are the two obvious choices for player of the game just because they both, you know, just did everything you could want them to do from their positions. You know, so I'm going to give it to Skip's play call. I know that's not a player, <laughs> But really stretching the definition of this thing. You know, you know, you know what? He called the damn forward toss or whatever you want to call it to uh um Smoke Harris and it did not work. But then he called a play out of that formation with a fake toss sweep to Smoke Harris like six times and it worked every single time. So finally we okay. got to see some of this misdirection stuff. Whereas in Bowling Green, he just ran that play like 
or, or <laughs> grappling. I mean, he ran that play like four times. It didn't work. So Evan, with the annals school of thought from his postgrad interpretation right. of the uh, yeah, player, of the yeah, game. I'm, go- I'm going for the forest, not the trees here. Yeah, you're, you're, you're <laughs> going going for the snow on the top of the mountain. I was just taking it that you're so mad at us for picking these two guys that you're just rage quitting and changing what the whole thing means. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You guys are going for players. He's going for isms. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt's out of here fucking free. Sorry, I cursed. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's out here bringing in history grad school terms that like me and him even... understand and literally no one else who listens to this podcast. So how much more esoteric could it get? It's already a lot tech podcast. <laughs> um, but, but also uh, I'll give a special shout out just, and again, this isn't a single player. This <laughs> so I'm still what cheating. Are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still cheating, but the wide receiver core, not for their catch. Uh, they did a good job of that, but for their blocking, like, so Isaiah Graham, for example, he had one catch. So obviously he's not going to be singled out as a player of the game, but every time you throw a hitch route or a, a bubble screen, I mean, to, to Hardy or smoke Harris, or even Dancy on the edge, he's the one out there lead blocking and he's been doing a great job. So shout out to him and the rest of the wide receivers for their blocking abilities. Something I want to bring up real fast is Bailey Hale just became the first ever kicker for La Tech with multiple five field goal games. There's only one other player in our history who's had even a single five field goal game. Guess who it is? Scobie. No. Barnes. Kyle freaking Fish. Interesting. <laughs> and it was 2013, one of our worst years. And wow. Against, and against guess who? FIE. So congratulations to uh, Bailey Hale. Yeah. Yeah. And I can already hear talking about how Skip is the reason why we're attempting so many field goals in the first place. Because a lot of the kickers on the list are during Skip's tenure. You got Kyle Fisher, Bailey Hale, and our favorite friend, John Barnes. Yeah. I think that about wraps it up for this first segment of the show. Uh, We'll be right back right after this break. This week, the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast is sponsored by The Concept of Betrayal. You see, the rest of the gang didn't like that I picked Rice to win next week's game, but decided to record the second half of this week's episode behind my back. But karma struck them back when Matt's mic went in and out the whole time. I fixed what I could, but unfortunately his predictions are lost to the void. But he predicted Tech to win, so I already know he's wrong. Anyway, so go to the GoTech Please Don't Die store and enter the offer code BETRAIL for 15% off. Just kidding, we don't have a store or promo codes or anything. Just these ads that we keep using to advertise ourselves. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the GTPDD podcast. I'm Evan, and I'm here with Matt and Josh. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hello. And I have killed off Nathan and taken over the podcast from him for this week. So we're back to preview Rice. Uh, Just a quick overview here. FPI gives Tech a 68.3% chance, and Massey gives Tech a 77% chance to win on the road in Houston next Saturday. Uh, Matt, you got any thoughts about this game right off the top? Rice are 0-4. Any team that has to resolve to using a linebacker as a kicker is not going to <laughs> wait not, what did they do that yeah how did i miss that one of their linebacker montero attempted and converted an extra point josh you got anything 
Man, um, <laughs> man, I think Matt kind of summed it up there, but Rice has changed their team a lot, and I think it's not quite all set and ready to go yet. Like Matt said, they're 0-4. Tech should win this game. All the stats point to Tech winning this game, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Tech did up. Yeah, yeah, so as you guys both alluded to, I mean, Rice is 0-4, so that's obviously bad, right? But they've played good opponents. They played Army week one, lost 14-7, to lost to Wake Forest by about three scores, got beat by Texas by a similar score or a similar margin to what tech did and then uh lost to baylor 21 to 13 at home so uh in those four games though rice scored just 13 and a half points per game they rushed for 100 yards per game and passed for 168 yards per game so those are not the signs of a good team and as you said they got a new coach before last season before 2018 mike bloomgren he's a stanford guy and he really wants to make rice into kind of stanford of the east and what that means is you know obviously Rice has the higher academic standards than the other school in CUSA. He wants to use that and also create a pro-style offense and really try to do things differently from the rest of CUSA. He's not out there running a spread with four wide or anything like that. But, you know, just to look into what they've been doing so far, they've run out two quarterbacks so far this season. They got a redshirt freshman named Wiley Green, who I think they want to be their starting quarterback, but he's had some injury problems already in a young season. So he's completing 54% of his throws and he's got 259 yards no touchdowns no picks then they've also got a harvard transfer graduate transfer tom stewart who's completing about 60 percent of his throws for 462 yards three tds and no picks so as i said they want to go with wiley green he was in against baylor for most of that game he did go out towards the end and uh tom stewart actually came in and ran for a touchdown but when stewart has been in the game he's a pocket passer so he's been sacked about nine times so rice is having problems with that stanford-esque offensive line it's not quite there but Wiley Green is faster and more mobile and he's only been sacked once he'll try to get out of the pocket so that's just kind of a a quick look at their offense so I guess somebody on Reddit I cannot remember his username linked to a a set of not necessarily spreadsheets but comparison tables comparing I guess S&P or SP plus ranking of a team's offense against an opposing team's defense and it just looks like on paper Tech is the better team mostly comparing Tech's offense to Rice's defense on average Tech averages about 5.8 yards per play on offense and rice gives up about 6.6 then on the other side if you flip it comparing rice's offense to tech's defense rice's average is 4.8 yards per play and tech only gives up about 4.7 that's not as big of a difference but it's still an edge is given to tech math wise math wise well yeah and and tech has been playing you know tougher opponents and only giving up 4.8 so like that includes the texas game you know so correct and now rice has played some tough opponents as well as we said but their offense has not necessarily looked explosive to say the least their offense is awful i mean come on guys i get it let's bring up i'm air quoting here math but uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at green and stewart combined a little under 700 yards total pass whereas jamar has 1100 i mean i'm not saying that jamar is a rock star like some people around here but uh <laughs> i do it's think, on my side yeah i do think that jamar on his own is much more potent offensively than anyone they have passing the ball back there uh because he can kind of do a little bit of both although i don't even think he's got no he doesn't he doesn't even have 100 yards total on the season rushing he's up to 88 four games yeah they definitely worked jamar into the ground game a lot more against fiu that was clearly part of the plan i think he rushed for about 60 something yards oh there you go i mean so yeah look at where the bulk of it comes from one game and then 
Jamar's completion percentage on the season is up to 67.8%, whereas these Rice fellas, I mean, not too far behind, but 59% and 54%. Not great. Yeah, that's just to put things in perspective. Jamar was about 59% last year, and now he's 67. And we can tell, right? Oh, yeah. That's a pretty big difference. Okay, calm down. Evan. But uh, real quick, <laughs> I mean, go back to the, the nerd stuff. Texas just run the ball again this weekend. Absolutely. I mean, Rice's defensive ranking at the time of this podcast, I'm not entirely sure if these charts have been up. Updated. Rice is a number 128 out of 130. Rushing. <laughs> they allowed 9.9 yards per attempt. Oh, oh god. god. Tech average is 7.1. Justin Henderson, eat your heart out. I mean, run the ball. I sound like an Alabama. Yeah, Smoke Harris listening to the podcast right now doing the Birdman hand rub. Yeah, yeah. But I completely agree. Come out the gate on the ball. Yeah, so defensively, just not looking too far into the nerd stuff, but they're allowing 31 points per game compared to their offense, which is only putting up 13 and a half. That's not going to win you <laughs> many football games right that's that's um, not good oh my god yeah they're allowing 251 passing yards per game uh which is actually it's pretty fair. decent but like josh said 181 rushing yards per game so that being said though to be a little bit more positive about rice they did just hold baylor who had scored 59 points per game against utsa and stephen f austin to 21 points so baylor put up 59 on utsa but then only 21 against rice so i don't know what that says about utsa or what that says about baylor but rice on offense really likes to pass the ball to boundaries and let their wide receivers make plays in space. They work out of a lot of pro style sets under center, that sort of thing. They had a few sustained drives, but then they ended up attempting field goals or going for it on fourth down and not scoring. So that sounds a little familiar for tech fans. I'm sure. Ah, yes. But overall, my takeaway was that Rice is just kind of mediocre, right? They're just not there yet. We've kind of alluded to that. I think Nathan would be arguing a lot more if he were here, if I hadn't killed him. RIP. <laughs> he would be arguing a lot more for Rice, you know, making strides forward and stuff. And I think they are. I just don't think they're, I think they might win two games this year. And I don't think that this is one of them, but we'll get into that more. So Matt, how do you think Tech can win this game? Well, pause, dramatic effect. Rushing the ball. We've already talked about this uh, a couple dozen times. Times, it seems like in the brief time we've been on here but <laughs> just copy paste yeah just control c control v uh i really think this is going to be one of the easiest games tech has just come out of the gate and hand the ball off not jet sweep fake jet sweep with smoke and all that jazz i mean just line up get jmr under center no delayed handoffs and just run the ball we talked about this uh, in the previous segment that as each game goes on tech is improving and why not let this be i'm not going to say a record-setting day for the rushers but why not let this be an even bigger improvement and see our guys go out there and put up even bigger numbers than they did against FIU so I say run the ball you game yeah Josh what do you think um that pretty much covered everything I had to say on offense but it, the defense they execute well execute better than they did against FIU which shouldn't be too hard playing against Rice in theory but you know really take that whole bend don't break mentality all the way and let Amit bounce back and have a career day as coming to shutting down the opposing wide receiver mm -hmm. yeah I agree uh, about Amit specifically I mean he kind of got picked on that was weird to see for him but yeah I think if Tech offense plays like they did last week against FIU this is going to be easy because Rice is worse in all phases of the game offense defense and special teams so I like Matt and Josh would love to see Tech's running game keep on rolling which would then open up things in the passing game for Jamar and the gang I mean take what they're going to give us if they're shutting down the run you know run those bubble screens that's what we're good at defensively a little less bending and a lot less breaking would be great the game against FIU you know we finally stopped them there towards the end of the third quarter 
and through most of the fourth quarter. And like we said, Rice is not as good as FIU offensively. So it shouldn't be hard for Tech to kind of bounce back and get back into the no-breaking mentality. So, well, I know I started talking about their linebacker also being a kicker. Uh, Shouts out Antonio Montero. Uh, One extra point attempted, one extra point. Uh, That's a Trent Taylor stat line. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) However, their primary kicker, Harris, he has missed one extra point on the season. He's only attempted four field goals and made half his long is a whopping 20 yards. Ooh, and their kicker through four games has 11 points. Bailey Hale wow. had more in the last game alone. He probably had more in one half of that game. <laughs> Correct. So if indeed <laughs> this ends up being one of those, oh God, tech wide, where Jamar's not having a great day and the run game's not click and it's just an ugly, ugly just no touchdown type game. I just have a really hard time unless the curse of state of Texas on Bailey Hale. Right. <laughs> uh, believing that we, even if we're not having a great day offensively, we can't get Bailey Hale to help us win the game. So. Yeah. So if you could dig into your mind and come up with a way for Tech to lose, Josh, how could you see that happen? Oh, the defense just lets them score at will. Cannot contain the run at all and just falls apart. You know, lets them score on short yardage plays. Let's them. It, it, I'm predicting if anything, it's going to be a defense meltdown, which causes us to lose which seems weird to say after last year so you think like a shootout situation or just the offense can't get going either maybe maybe a little bit of both maybe the offense kind of stagnates a little bit and doesn't quite get i mean i think to beat rice you like the most we have to score we have to score 30 points the offense can't quite get there and then the, the defense just breaks the entire time and lets rice run the ball and score and control clock i think that's an interesting point controlling the clock because who knows what if they have been improving game by game what if this is the game where they can piece just enough together to scrape by and i think the best way to scrape by is control the ball can control the time of possession if you can control the field where tech's starting inside their own 20 and they can't get anything going meaning la tech offense can't get anything going and you can just get it to a point where it's a low scoring affair i'd say they have a good shot but what do i think that's going to happen no but that's their best chance to win control the ball and uh that might be the ticket yeah and that's kind of what i had as well so we've seen tech come out flat offensively for stretches of games this season so it's not hard to imagine the offense kind of struggling and the play calling being stagnant you know we keep flashing back to that grambling game but you know if if that if that offense were to come out in the first half and the defense was kind of like it was for those first three quarters of FIU, I mean, we could be looking at Rice's first victory of the season, but I still think we would win a game like that against Rice just because our playmakers are just better. Rice is just not there yet. So I think even if this is a close game, I think it'll be something like a you know a 20 to 17 ugly type of thing. Like Josh said, if we score 30 points, we are beating Rice. There's no way around <laughs> it. They're only putting up 30 and a half a game so if we can muster up two touchdowns we should be winning but I could see a world where it comes down to like Rice has a chance to win they're down two and they're kicking a 45 yard field goal but like Matt said <laughs> their kicker hasn't made one past 28 which I mean I've never kicked a field goal but if you put me out there I might be able to make like at least two of five or some 28 yards I don't know I maybe not <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> yeah, probably we can not. test this out sometime yeah we're gonna do that That's, <laughs> we have the beam. <laughs> 
<laughs> Evan kicked um, field goal for four hours so, <laughs> until I make two. It's like yes. on the 300th try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So other than the uh, linebacker slash kicker, you guys got any players to watch in this game? Well, here's a fun nugget. Wright was the only team in the West Division that had no players selected the preseason All-CUSA team. Man. They were the only team in the Western Division to have no one. They do have some players on the defense that aren't half bad. Uh, I think that they uh, have one or two guys that are pretty close to our leading tacklers. Blaze Aldridge, uh, he's a junior, number 55 linebacker for the Owls. He's got 29 total tackles. He's got a sack. Does have a forced fumble and forced fumble recovery, so he might be one to look out for. And funny enough, all-star Antonio Montero, Rice's backup kicker, is second with 26 total tackles. Uh, Doing it all. Yeah, one doing it all. He's got one fumble recovery, no forced fumbles, no sack. They got some dogs at the linebacker position yeah to add on to blaze aldridge there his one sack is actually he's got the only full sack of any defensive player so anyway blaze aldridge has uh, a whopping 50 percent of rice's sacks so watch <laughs> out for that guy i'll add on a couple offensive guys uh wide receiver austin trammell uh he's pretty good i i was very impressed with him he's one of those guys they try to get passes to on the boundary see if he can make a couple guys miss and he's going to be their number one target in the game uh so far this year he's got 18 catches for 231 yards and one touchdown also be on the lookout their main running back is a guy named Aston Walter who played okay against Tech last year uh, 4.0 yards per carry on 72 yards on 17 carries so nothing too great but you'll take four if you're Rice in this game they'll also try to work in a couple other guys like uh, Nashon Ellerby I think is how you'd say that he's carried the ball 16 times 106 yards so that's a little bit better 6.6 yards per carry Josh you got anything to add on here uh i think you guys mostly covered everything i would also say watch elijah garcia on the defensive line i mean he has one forced fumble he doesn't have as many tackles or assisted tackles as the linebackers but it seems like he's a solid player and then if tech's o-line can't get things going it's probably due to him so they've got some guys who will force fumbles so justin henderson better hold on to the football <laughs> yeah i feel like the further we've gotten into this podcast looking at these stat sheets uh the more my eyebrow is raising it force fumbles this is another way they could win they control possession yeah. for guys get down into the red zone or even across the 50 one fumble completely negates any type of chance we have at scoring and that could potentially turn into any chance we have at winning the game so that could be something else running backs got to hold on to that ball yeah so let's go ahead and make our final predicts here you know on our season preview episode nathan was the one really worried and actually predicted tech to lose i thought he was insane because rice was going to be 0 four coming into the game uh and look they are <laughs> i was yeah, right they're, they're terrible i still think nathan was kind of crazy to pick rice to win outright but i kind of get it now rice has improved so far they looked pretty good against baylor so even though their record doesn't show it again they are 0 and 4 they are improving tech has looked good overall and has found ways to win when they didn't so we've had moments of feeling like we did last season where it was kind of like well when are the wheels gonna fall off of this you know but with that being said i think skip will have the group focus enough we've got to buy the following week so i don't think guys will be looking forward to uh umass two weeks ahead uh which is <laughs> maybe the only other game on our schedule that should be easier than rice can't wait for that uh, podcast yeah so 
uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's going to be a workmanlike win, and I'll say 31-7 Tech, and maybe Rice scores late. Maybe they get like a field goal with five minutes left or something like that. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I think this is a classic Tech game as of late to where we not necessarily struggle in the first half, but we aren't executing to where we want to be. You know, we end the second quarter with a score of like 21 to 17. It's a little bit closer than we want. You know, Rice has kind of kept up, controlled some of the clock a little bit, but I think we'll pull away late, kind of like we did against Bowling Green and FIU. And, you know, we get the offense really going in like the late third quarter, fourth quarter, and then we end the game like 34 to 24, somewhere around there. Hmm, interesting. So we all have tech either by, I have them by 14, Josh, you have them by about 10, Matt yeah. has a 10. So uh, that's, I, I didn't see a line yet. We're recording this on Sunday night. So there's probably not a line out yet, but it's probably going to be more than that. Right. So probably. Um, so that's, that's kind of interesting. I think we've all seen tech, you know, not necessarily go against some of the worst teams in FBS before. So that's why we're a little bit nervous. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and look into CUSA Twitter. What you got, Josh? Yeah, man. So I did some crawling around on Twitter because I was, you know, preoccupied this weekend, but I did some Twittering this morning and, uh, I want to give a shout out to at Bulldog UTSA for this tweet. Uh, how to ruin your Saturday. Step one, watch UTSA attempt to play football. <laughs> yeah, they got beat by Yeah, they, North Texas. they lost 45 to North Texas. Have they won? They're I... one in three. They they beat uh they must have beat Incarnate Word. <laughs> Isn't that a book? <laughs> <laughs> they beat a book. Wow. <laughs> Congrats. I believe it's a religiously affiliated liberal arts school in San Antonio. So a little cross town uh meet up there. Anyway, shout out to the UTSA fans out there, man. That's that's <laughs> right. But all right, now I'll jump into the contest preview here. Get your guys' thoughts on things. First, I want to give a shout out to Caleb Basinger, who won this week with 21 points he beat me by one so shout out to him i guess i'm not mad about it but uh this week's question though is what percentage of third downs will tech game how would you guys go about answering this one yeah i mean i've said this before on the podcast i just kind of do it's like throwing darts at a dartboard so what else would you throw darts at my brother oh shout out jerry but you know i i'm I'm a nerd so i look at math stuff and then i'll kind of like see oh what's tech averaging you know on third down and right now they're averaging about 33 percent on third down so i probably I would say they'll get five out of seven. Where would you go for it? That's not 33%. Shut up. That's even close to 33%. <laughs> it's not like I use math every day. Well, for those of us who don't and make much less, uh, I will, I'm going to pull a prices right and say that they're going to be six of nine on third down. Nice. Ooh, nice. 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 Yeah. Nice. I think, you know, the way that I would approach it would be look at what rice is allowing and what tech is getting and then maybe split the difference. You know, because if tech is only converting, like you said, 33%, but Rice allows like 50%. They allow 58%. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> well, then, yeah, I'd, I'd split the difference, I guess, and say like 45% problem. So anyway, that, that will conclude the contest preview. And uh, before we go, I just saw before we jumped on here, ESPN just put out their first bowl preview. And I wanted to run this by you. One of the previewers had tech playing in the New Orleans Bowl against Arkansas State. So that's okay. a yeah. Nice little uh, rematch Flash. from 2015. Yeah, yeah that was the, uh, I think that was Driscoll's last game and Dixon's last game yep. tier. Kenneth Dixon uh, lost his jersey number. Yeah, it was, it was a great time by all. And became um, number one. Yes. <laughs> he was number one. <laughs> 
and now he's on no one's roster. Oh, sad. Mm. Kenneth, we love you. A La Tech legend, baby. And so then the other predictor, and this one is interesting. He has Tech playing in the Independence Bowl, which I feel Yuck. like they always try to predict that. Uh, 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 but the good thing about the Independence Bowl is you get an ACC opponent, and they have us playing against the U, Miami, oh, the which U. that would be pretty cool, man. That would be it cool. Would, if we do end up in the Indie Bowl against Miami, I'm making it a mission to try and get the rock to the game and not only that to attempt to get him to rock bottom i'm gonna try my very best i want all right we will we will support you in that mission very doable (laughs) yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out all right that's gonna do it for this week uh what does nathan always say at the end he always says no i I know what he says do you smell what the gpd is cooking do you smell it So uh so follow Twitter that's G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E and you can find our writing and everything which please read the writing man we spend so please. much time on it and nobody reads it anymore cuz they're listening to the podcast which is great but <laughs> anyway, both. you you can cut that Nathan if you want but anyway uh gtpd.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot.dot